All right, here we go. Three, two, one. It's can crack. Mm. Welcome in. No puns allowed. Adam and Paige. Paige, this beer was definitely opened before I opened it. Like, there's definitely some air. How does that happen, though? Like, I don't mean? know. Maybe I got nervous, like, in the pre-show and started, but I don't. Let's see. Here. Like, does it taste okay? Is it flat? Like, what's going on? No, it tastes it tastes wonderful. It tastes wonderful, but it was a it was a little concerned. Like, there was a little too much flex in the can. Um, so great to see you. I'm glad you're alive. Let's start yeah. there. Yeah. Uh, March Madness, <laughs> Arizona. You're watching that game. You did not tweet. The internet was concerned about your well-being. Yeah. What What was your well-being here? Uh, like you had like three moments of, I, I guess, two really specific moments of craziness. But like, mm. what was the the state of page? Um. So I had my phone on do not disturb and I do for most games because I don't like I just I don't like to be bothered when especially when I'm working because I was working and like there's a lot of messages going back and forth. It was just not like a day to be really bothered and it was the last game of the night. So I had like a, quite a few things to get done. And um, so I left my phone on do not disturb. and I was relatively calm through the whole game, probably until the last minute. Um. I I didn't Holy yell, didn't shit, anything. Was way. just being, yeah, was just being really calm. And when Ben Matherin hit that three pointer to tie it, I that's when I like jolted up and was like, "Let's go!" Um, yes. But before that, I was like pretty even keel. But I knew my phone was going to be blowing up, and so I was like, "Just don't check it. Just relax." Because at that point, my Apple Watch told me to breathe, and I was like, "I can't." So thanks for Not that. Now, thanks for Apple nothing. Watch. Uh, exactly. Not right now. And so, um, overtime for me was just, uh, well, that last play that TCU had the ball and we like, I thought that Daylon got that dunk off in time, originally looking at it. And I let out the most appalling blood curling scream of my life that like, I was like, a walk off dunk. Like a walk off. I legitimately like thought that was it. And so then, then they waved it off and I was like, shit. Okay. And I was like, you know what? Momentum for us overtime. I'm not really worried. Um, they were in foul trouble. It wasn't anything. Um, and then obviously they won in overtime. Um, and I will say, uh, there is a lot of controversy, controversy around that last play that TCU had. And was it over and back? Was there a foul that should have been called? Whatever. Like this is college basketball. And if that's the game that you're going to be mad about officiating, you you watched, you didn't watch enough basketball this weekend. Um, so it would, the officiating was bad and we'll get to that. Um, but yeah, so that that was the like process we win. And so I check my phone and I've got like 47 text messages, but I have three missed calls. Three different people called me to make sure that I like because I wasn't responding during the game to their text messages. So three different people called me to make sure that I was OK, which thank you to those people um, for being mindful. But I I have never been more excited for a second round because or I, I guess I should say a second weekend because I feel like that. Like, if if we can come back and win that game and, like, keep ourselves in it. Because, honestly, like, only two of our players had a good game. Everybody else actually didn't play well. So, like, the oh, fact that, we like, go. we managed to get away with that and we had a lot of players who are big parts of what we do not play well, it was kind so of So you're getting the Arizona get the homer portion out of the way early. Yeah. First five, yes. 
um, non-biased, well, kind of biased because I don't want to do a goddamn TikTok video. Um, <laughs> you were hoping for a loss? I was, well, no, no, no. I so said I was conflicted. I want you to experience joy. Um, <laughs> it, it was like a range of emotions in this, but that was incredible. Like that was an incredible yeah. game. And even the dunk live, it looked like a tie. Like it looked, yeah. it looked like a tie. I mean, it was just what a game. Like T- TCU was really good too. So I, yeah, no, I, I just, I love that weekend of basketball. But by Sunday night, you, it is exhausting. I'm not, I'm not even as an emotionally invested in a lot of this. Iowa sucking, like made mm-hmm. sure of that. Yeah, awesome. but Thanks, um, Iowa. Yeah, that was bad. Two of but, my final uh, four teams: Kentucky, Iowa. Bye. Bye. Yeah, the Kentucky. My God. I mean, what a what a crazy win. But like by Sunday night, even me, like not uberly emotionally invested. I'm like, I need a break from this. I need. Yeah. I need. I need a moment. It's it's funny because it's hard to explain to people because and you know this from working Saturdays. Like, there's a a certain like emotional toll that comes yes. with working in sports. And to work on something that you care, like, so much about. And, like, I try and be, like, really, like, chill, but that's just, like, not my personality. Obviously, that's why I do this is because I love it so much. But um, that weekend for me, I will say, was, like, by that game, that's why I think I was so calm is because I was just so tired. Like, at that point, I had watched every single game that had been played. I had been working until 11 p.m. plus an each weekend night like from Thursday on like there's just a lot that goes into like producing content on the tournament that is different um normally you have like a Saturday where it's like your marathon is Saturday but your marathon for for March Madness is Thursday Friday Saturday Sunday and it's yeah exhausting but it's like the uh, first weekend of college football by the way because it really is like Thursday Friday Saturday Sunday Monday it's a little bit a little bit different regular season but like I put so much into that weekend emotionally that by like Monday night, I'm yeah, you're done. I, and, and, and people say this, you probably get this, whether it's basketball or football, like, oh, you get to watch sports all Saturday or all day. Like what a job. Yes, it is amazing, but it's also a job. You get like yeah. numb to it. And so while you still love it, we love what we do. We get, it's like a treat. It is not as, I don't know, glamorous is too strong. There is, it takes an emotional toll. And it's it exhausting. Does. I would imagine the first four days, holy shit, like that is yeah, an emotional and, toll. And to be so invested in like my team specifically is hard. But I will say I have never rooted for a team that I have zero affiliation with than when I was watching the UNC-Baylor um, game. Oh, my because God. Because that was the worst officiated basketball game that I probably ever watched. And, I mean, don't get me wrong. UNC tried to give it away as well. But, like, it was so painful. Like, I was screaming. Mind you, I also didn't have to work until probably, like, an hour um, after that game started because I had the morning shift off and somebody else was covering for me in the morning. Um, And I was sitting watching. Like, I was supposed to go, like, run errands and do things for that hour. Um, And I was watching the game, and I'm like, I can't leave. this. I, I can't not watch this. I was losing my mind, like screaming. Like I was screaming was more at that game than I did even the Arizona game in w- before the end and also overtime. But um, I was just I, – I needed UNC to win that game because I was like, this is 
the worst well, officiated game. And like you were people were always bullshit, like, well, the, I think. And I also hate the people that watch college basketball year round, like myself and other writers that are like, oh, well, welcome to watching college basketball. It's like, no, we understand that the officiating's not great in college basketball. This was particularly horrid, like so bad. I have never seen anything like it. It was so painful to watch. But it was really bad. And I don't watch every week. I watch college basketball, but not religiously. Yeah. I was appalled at the officiating. Hanging on the rim, appalling. Um, yeah. The fouls, appalling. Just in general, the pace, slowing games down in key moments, appalling. Like, it was bad. It was really, it, yeah. for, it was a great weekend, but the officiating was, and I feel like we always bitch about officiating, like, in every sport, you know, yeah. like, when you get a crew, like, it's an ACC crew or Big Ten crew, everyone's like, oh, these guys. They say it about everybody, right? So, we're naturally going to do it. It was like it got in the way of enjoying the games, the officiating as a whole, which is yeah. bad when that does that. Yeah, it definitely became a thing. But I will say the bright spots of March Madness and what I love so much about this tournament is teams like St. Peter's. So cool. Being in this thing and beating Kentucky and Doug Eddard being like a huge star and getting a NIL deal with Buffalo Wild Wings I this saw weekend. That. Awesome. I mean, that just that kind of stuff is what makes it. And like we've talked about this before, because I said we're going to see some people get NIL deals as the tournament goes on because you're going to get big stars and people are going to capitalize on on what um, the like fame that they gain from this. But I will say the one that I was surprised about was um, I don't know if you saw during an Indiana game, the ball got stuck and the cheerleader. They lifted her up to get the ball down. She got an NIL deal as well. What the hell? Everybody, it's awesome. Pay everybody, but pay everybody. Um, this is the stuff that we love. Also, nil is the theme today on the pod. Yes, that stretches it is. beyond that. I mean, it literally is like everybody's getting paid big, big time. Um, it makes me happy. I I loved uh, St. Peter's. I lost a fair amount of money betting uh, against them with Murray. Murray, I thought was in that second game. I was like, St. Peter's, you're a fluke. Murray State, they're going to do it, and. Honestly, that bet felt bad from the jump. It was like one of those bets that I made laying the points where I was like, yeah, yeah this is not going to go well. They, they're tough. I mean, it's I love this because you also get to this round page. I love this because in football, it's not it doesn't really work like this. You get you. We don't have a postseason conducive for it, but you get to like this sweet 16 and like, of course, North Carolina can win a national championship all of a sudden. Like, yeah, of course, like you get these teams in there. UCLA feels like a real threat or Texas tech. Yeah. Like you don't have it in football where all of a sudden it like, it's like it, you start over, yeah. right? We have a smaller bracket, but I, I love that about it. Um, and I want these teams that have just like Iowa state. That's a tremendous Iowa guy saying this, that is a tremendous yeah. story given how shitty they were last year. And the mm -hmm. fact that you've got a 10 or 11, I believe moving on. I mean, it's like, it's cool. Like this is the part of the tournament, honestly, as a football fan, I don't know if I'm envious of, but I, I just appreciate how different it is from college football in its yeah. randomness and weirdness. And it's it's just – it's like the one of a kind. This is why this tournament just is so, so much it's fun to watch. Yeah. I will say what's in the water in uh, Ann Arbor because Michigan was the team that everyone's like, they shouldn't have gotten in. They should have gotten in. And here we are. Then the rest of the Big Ten shit the bed except for Purdue. Oh so God. just hilarious on that front. Um 
And also the, I don't know if you saw the the video of them at the end of the game where the coach was um, consulting the player. Yeah. Yes, thank you. Who and, he recruited. Yeah, and it was so funny because people were like, this is a better uh, handshake line than, than the last, like, redemption in the handshake line. And I was like, that's fair. But it, it goes yes. to show you that, like, some moments are just different. That was really nice, and it seemed it was very. It didn't seem it was very genuine. Mm-hmm. Like Juwan Howard has had himself a hell of a month, um, and I think it was cool. Like I don't think he was doing that. Like from what I had read, he recruited this guy. It was down to the wire. It seemed like there was a genuine relationship here, and yeah, Tennessee. What the yeah, fuck? Yeah, knock Tennessee oh, out. Let's go, fuck. baby. Oh God, That's the South region. Let's go. So, um, but I thought it was great, and then yes, in terms of betting. I don't know. I did okay. I mean that I don't know why that that St. Peter's really kicked me in the like in the groin. Like that mm-hmm. was like I was on a little bit of a momentum. I'm like, "Yeah, this is great." I had and then boom, went the dynamite. Did you have like a great win or a terrible loss that stands out? No, because out? I kind of like stayed away because after the first day I was like, "This is going to get weird." Like I want to see people play two games before I invest because this is this is a different um, vibe than we've had in years recently. So I was like, all right, we'll, we'll, we'll take it slow. Like I told you, I, I also like try not to bet on the tournament when Arizona's in it. I clearly have a, a future that is resting on Arizona's success in this tournament. But, um, it, yeah, it, it, for me, I was like, I just want to enjoy this first weekend. And there was already enough stress that I was like, maybe don't add to it. Um, I'm trying to find my ticket, but I bet Purdue to win the national title. And I'm trying to remember what national championship title I feel like is a football term. Uh, I bet them and I'm trying to figure out what value I got. Um, you probably got really great value because it was decent. The, it was statistically decent. speaking, they were supposed to be out in this round. And that was something that I just found like hilarious is like the people that were quoting like Ken Palm and saying like, oh, Iowa got knocked out. And because they their defensive efficiency isn't as good, um, and same with Purdue, they have like similar stats or whatever. And like historically speaking, like teams with that don't continue on into the the Sweet Sixteen and usually get knocked out early. And sure enough, like the teams that qualified for that did, except for Purdue. And I just thought it was funny that like people have been telling Purdue they're bad at, at defense all year long, but they've still pulled out games. So it's it's pretty interesting. I think it was like ten to one. It wasn't great value. But it was. I got Arizona was a, at plus eight hundred. Mm-hmm. It wasn't great. Now Purdue has a good matchup, but um, I guess on paper, like I hate saying that. The other thing I love a page about this tournament, like we're recording this on a Wednesday, we got games tomorrow. Like I was thinking about that before, like five minutes before we're recording Cats the pod. It's like we got we got games. Like it, like the Thursday Friday um, sneaky good sporting calendar days. The Sweet Sixteen Thursday Friday. We love the first weekend. Um, sneaky good, uh, like Thursday, Friday games. So I'm really, really excited about that. All right. So any other basketball thoughts? Before we, we this is largely a college football podcast, but we talk about basketball. Yes. We talk about we talk about whatever the hell we want. To be quite honest, we really any just other, talk about whatever we want here. Yes, and we'll we'll have picks at the end. I have some gambling picks um, for these second round games, um, but I guess let's transition. I I think you know this is like the heart of the off season. You've got spring going on, but we also have we talked about NIL. There was mm-hmm. two NIL stories that caught my attention. The one that we learned today, essentially Adidas is getting in the NIL game, and if you play at an Adidas school, what Adidas is essentially saying is, hey, we want to hear from you. 
we'll partner with you. And it's access to, I think, like 50,000 college students. Mm -hmm. This is a huge deal. When you actually look, you think about the reach and what Adidas is trying to do. What I think is most interesting, Paige, in terms of NIL, like it started with like, hey, he's going to partner with the local like auto parts in a small college town. Uh, BYU gave walk-on scholarships courtesy of a walk-ons restaurant. Caleb Williams, Beats by Dre. He's handing out beats to like, like, you know, the various teams that are, you know, women's teams in, in the tournaments, men's teams in the tournaments. It's cool yeah. seeing that on awesome. display at USC. Now you're starting to see big ass brands like get themselves involved. And so when Adidas says, hey, we want to capitalize on this and basically say we're going to sign college kids. Here's why it's really smart if you're Adidas. So, and I'm just pulling up some of the details, you know, 50,000 student athletes that you can then, you, it's like early adopters. So if Adidas can get these kids at Adidas schools to sign in and some of them are going to become stars, they're going to become Adidas signees as pros yeah. most likely. You know what I mean? And and maybe Which that's some of the, why, what these deals look like. Well, which is why the like shoe game in college basketball was a big yes. part of the investigation for the FBI in trapping people into paying players. Um, just want to say that because that's what it was. Um, but that was why the shoe deals were such a big deal because, like, again, like Zion wore Nike at Duke. Nike yes. athlete. Like, there, there are things that, like, there are reasons for that. And also there's, like, a ton of proof that Nike, like, paid him directly. Um, but I digress. Um, there, it yes. is going to be a a normal thing. But I do, I'm, I am curious if this changes the structure of the deals for schools. So, like, are schools going to start asking for more money because they are going to get less, basically, off of these students? So well, they're going to miss out on opportunities because these students are going to be making money with I, them exclusively anyway. So I'm curious how that deal works with schools. So Adidas, they're kind of – because that's a really good question. But Adidas did not say how much they'll be played. But the program will open uh, college athletes at 109 Division I schools – Adidas says this is quoting sweeping equitable network that will roll out over the next 12 months. So I think this is a separate situation. We wondered, um, I think the, when NIL came out, it was like, okay, if I'm at a Nike school and I want to sign with Adidas, this is actually a big deal in recruiting. Like the, mm -hmm. the three stripe life thing, like especially it, 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 you want to talk about the underbelly of getting kids to sign. I mean, you talked about Zion. Like these these shooting these these companies have been involved in this stuff for quite a while. It's just a very long time. We we just yes. don't want to talk about it. Of course, it goes back a long time in basketball. It was a big yeah. thing in football too, a huge thing. So now Adidas is basically saying like, hey, we don't have to worry about you signing with Nike. If you go to an Adidas school, you know what you're getting into. And oh, by the way, if you're a star, you're in the pipeline already, and we're going to work out a share for you to get you the notoriety that you deserve. Of course, Nike's going to do something similar. Yes. Everybody's going to do something similar. Well, but it's, it's smart. It's really, really they're, smart. They're also going to be able to contractually ob obligate these kids a lot sooner. So, like, say they go to a, yes. a Nike school and – or let's say Adidas, obviously, because this is – they're actually doing it. So, they have a deal with Adidas that says, okay, we'll pay you X amount during the time you're in school – for this, but when you become pro, you have to be an Adidas athlete for three years after you sure. turn pro. 
So, like, in their prime, when they're being drafted number one overall or all of those things, like, they're going to capitalize on that window, and that's so, so smart. But I'm I am almost positive that that's going to be something that is added into these deals because that's going to be their most popular time. And then how they play after that, they can reevaluate if they want to keep that athlete, if they don't. But it's a really smart investment to get in early. And, like, that's sort of what the, like, recruiting thing is, like – you see coaches talk to kids in eighth grade because they want to get in on the ground floor. They want to be there. There's a trust built up. You know this. Like, we talked to a ton. We used to talk to a lot of young athletes. Like, that was something that Bleacher Report really invested in. And, like, a lot of those athletes, one in particular, Najee Harris, like, he, we started working with him when he was still in high school. And he continued to want to work with um, BR and give us an exclusive on his family and all of those yep. things. And he has, has always... Anytime he's had something, he's always offered it up in terms of, like, to BR first because he knows that, like, these are the people that genuinely care about him in in this situation. And I think this is so smart by Adidas. So it is. smart. It is. We'll see it with Nike. But I, I'm curious if the schools get pissed because it is going to change how much they have to get. Like, it's going to change maybe not. the I mean, dollar I, amount. I think it does. I think you look at a school and go, well, we don't actually have to pay you this much to be – uh, an Adidas school because like we have deals with like 25 of your athletes and we'd rather put the money towards that. Not to say that they're like, well, that, and that'll be interesting. The, the saving part, money, but the part that's lacking all this is financial details. But when you open it up to 50,000, you're including a lot more than what I'd say the revenue generating sports, which yes. are football yes, and which basketball, which I think is great because you have stars all over the, all over the place. You've got future yes. Olympic athletes. Um, You've got, you know, you have a gymnast at LSU who's got yes, like seven to eight million Instagram followers, right? Like She is literally and, the highest grossing NCAA athlete. Because, I mean, I don't awesome. know if that's changed now, but when it originally started, she yeah. was the first and got the most, the soonest. So, so I am curious what the details look like because when you talk about 50,000, the college football has told us for like ever, we can't think of a model to pay players. Well, guess what? Adidas kind of is doing the work for you. And I'm really curious what it looks like because this is the model and I'm sure it will be based off of, you know, certain star power is going to be compensated more. This is how the thing works, but I, I love it and it's good for the players. Now, let's stay here. Now, I'm going to I'm gonna just say it up front. I'm going to we, butcher this young man's name. We practiced. Memory. We tried. Can you say ne- DJ's last name? Start with that. Uyagale. I could what? say DJ. Yeah. I thought it's Uyunggalele. Uyunggalele. Yui I don't know. Ungalele. See, so. I'm trying to say this name, and you, you bear I'm sorry, I'm sorry, me. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, okay. I'm going to hear Nico, from Big Dave, Nico. and he's going to be like, dude, what the... Okay, Nico. Yamaliava. 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 But here's what we know about Nico, now that we've said his last name. And Nico, I am so sorry. Please come on the podcast, and you can... <laughs> I'll do a TikTok dance video for you as well. I'll do whatever. But here we go. Nico is really good at the sport of football. Hey. On 24-7, he's the number three player overall in the class of 2023. Uh, number, number three quarterback as well, which is hilarious. Of course, this is the Arch Manning class, which we could talk yeah. about in a sec. But quarterback signs with Tennessee. That's fantastic. Tennessee is on the rise. They have a coach that moves 1,000 miles an hour. It's actually a good fit. If I'm a quarterback, you know, look at the numbers that Drew Locke put up at Missouri and the system they played in. Like, this makes a lot of sense. However, however, there was a report from The Athletic about a week before this came out 
that there is an $8 million NIL deal that has been signed. It has remained that we did not attach a name to this, but given the timing and everything else, people have kind of connected the dots. And again, this is reckless of me as like a reporter to say, Nico, Tennessee, $8 million. Now, I don't know if, Paige, we don't know. It seems like yeah. it's pretty well-known, like established that this is the quarterback getting this deal. Uh, yeah. Which is very interesting for Arch Manning, by the way. I was just uh, gonna say, imagine how much Arch can get. Not that he needs it, but like. But eight shoot. million dollars. I, I'm. It's a really interesting story by the Athletic. I am curious, though. Like to me, this is fascinating that a high school quarterback now could potentially be paid more than a backup quarterback in the NFL. NFL. That's what. And, that's where we are right here. And they don't have to give it to him in a McDonald's bag. So no, I think this is great. A lot of McDonald's bags. I think it's hilarious that um, we've talked a lot about Texas A&M having great boosters and people that are willing to pay. And maybe Tennessee is we forgot that like Tennessee actually has something very, very similar. Um, Oh, yeah. I don't know what this means for Arch Manning in terms of pay. Also, in terms of where he goes. Um, I, I'm gosh. It stresses. Think- it stre- for some reason. I'm really happy. Whomever this is, it's it, whatever. It's a quarterback. <laughs> Whoever is making eight million dollars, congratulations. Congratulations. If you but want it also, to give us some, sure. It, it stresses me out for some reason. Like I, I'm, I'm all for get money, but there's like a weight to this that is like unimaginably large on a high school like junior right now. And yeah. I I don't know. I didn't think I'd have those feelings on this. But I also, I knew we'd be getting, like with Bryce Young, when Nick Saban said, Bryce Young, you know, is a nine-figure quarterback. Yeah. Holy shit. That was more than I thought we would get. Like, right out of the gate. Eight million dollars, Paige. Now, I would love to see the contract. I'm sure there's stipulations where that's spread out over four years or three years or whatever. Yeah. Like, are there bonuses involved? Like, I have no idea. But $8 million friggin' dollars for a high school quarterback is – that is not a sustainable uh, business plan, no, by the way. No, you know no, what no. I mean? from it to, from it, for it to go from $1 million to $8 million so quickly um, for the best quarterback – well, and he's not even the best quarterback in his class. No. That's the scary part. And – the other thing is I'm thinking about basketball. Like, think about, like, Bronny James. Oh, my God. Like, like that kid is going to make so much money. Like, that... He should sign with Adidas. Wild. Um, no. Oh, my God. I know. I'm kidding. No. But it just would be funny. No. Chaos, maybe. No. But, so, so eight, eight million dollars. Arch Manning is probably dollars. worth... I, I mean, in this market, with the... the Arch Manning is going to end up being probably the most hyped high school player we've seen in the last 20 years. Yeah. Because of his name. And because of the skill. But because of his name. If this is the going rate, Arch Manning's probably worth $25 million. Um, I don't know. Imagine how around. mad the athletes are paid too much. People are going to be when like kids oh start getting God. this money. They already hate that pros get paid so much. Like This is going to be just devastating if, for, for those also, people. Also, um, that if athletes you're Johnny, get too much money. If you're Johnny Manziel, who, like, what are you thinking right now? Like, Johnny Manziel, 
is probably the most marketable quarterback of our lifetime. Yeah, I mean, if he kept his uh, life together, then yeah, blew, call it but... collegiate edition, collegiate edition, most collegiate marketable edition, quarterback. Awesome. You know, like if like if you're Johnny Manziel, you would have this would have been your time. Like, it, yeah. like he would have thrived. He would have made tens of millions of dollars, most likely, at this in this climate where we're going. So I'm just get money, but I am somewhat floored, and maybe I shouldn't be that $8 million is already on the table. Like that, that's a bit of a surprise. But then again, I'm a bit naive. When you talk about what money has been flowing around for many, many years. Years. It's, it ain't yeah. that crazy. But the part about it is that we didn't know exact numbers. Like we knew that like players were getting money to go certain places, but in, in most cases, we weren't exactly sure the dollar amount. And now that it's being documented, it's like, Oh my gosh, this is more than even we thought, which is a little crazy. But it, it yeah, I I'm, I mean, I'm happy for the kids, but you're right. It is kind of a frightening idea because that'll affect like how much they want to get paid in the NFL and things like that. I do want to talk a little bit about the NFL. Um, and we'll circle back to the most annoying fan bases because I'm not forgetting that. But I will say. Um, I somehow, can I be honest? Yeah. I saw you put that on. I didn't see you put that on the rundown. And I just squared it up in the eyes. And I have my answers. Um, but I'm excited to see where you go with this. Because okay. I'll I, tell you I, why it's even on the rundown yes. and why it's even relevant. But I, I did want to say, save it. Save it. I had a question for you specifically. I'm curious what your thoughts are on the Baker Mayfield situation. You know, he's an interesting, like, you, you hear things that are being reported. And mm-hmm. so, all right, let me start back. He was supremely hurt last season and yes. tried to play through it. And I think and it cost him. And his, like, overall health, by the And way. I think it really fucked him up good. And I, my biggest takeaway is, like, it was his, what, non-throwing shoulder and a labrum tear. I mean, he could barely walk. He had COVID. Like, it was, like, throughout the entire year. And he sucked it up and he played. And he didn't mm-hmm. play very well, but he played. Um and so my first lesson of this is like, yeah, you probably shouldn't do that. Like if I'm my biggest takeaway of this, if I'm a young quarterback or whatever, is like that probably cost him many millions of dollars. Um, as for what I think, it's hard to like, I don't know, like the sweat. Is there a point where the swag of Mayfield or the attempted swag, he just becomes a dick. It seems like we've reached the threshold now where enough people are reporting like, He's a dick. My problem is, Paige, the way that the NFL reporting now is, I don't trust any of it. Like, Adam Schefter, if you've been on Twitter and followed what Adam Schefter has kind of become, is a mouthpiece for teams and agents who want to make a trade. Like, which you kind of knew all along, but you're really seeing how the sausage is made. And it feels like some of that's going out with Baker. In this particular situation, there's, there's being a dick... And not wanting to deal with an adult and or saying he's not an adult and saying we're not going to accommodate what he wants. And then going and trading for someone who was literally accused 22 different times of sexual misconduct. Like whether they were charged or not, 22 is a lot. There is still a civil suit. So the fact that like the Browns drew a line in the sand on... Baker Mayfield maybe being a dick and then went ahead and did that just 
shows you how skewed the views are because their whole goal was to make it look like Baker Mayfield was the problem, is the problem, and it's not them. And the Browns organization is notorious. There are a lot of players that have left there and been like, no, like this place is fucked up and doesn't have it together. So that's the part where I have a hard time is like, I understand that Baker's a pain in the ass. Like he's, like you said, there's been swag. And the reason I asked was because we were talking about players that were like, he was a, a, he he would have been a great one. Boosted his draft stock would have killed NIL, all the things. But like the situation that he's been put in and yeah, he can be a dick sometimes, but in terms of like people, like the people in the Cleveland community have come out and said like, you know, we respect him and his wife. We appreciate their support of like local businesses, things like that. It just like kind of blows my mind that this is the situation we're in. I also like don't understand what is going on in the NFL right now. Like we have not seen this much movement and just like chaos no. Ever. I, I honestly can't say that this has ever happened in this league. I hate saying that. The NBA was like this for a while, but this, the NFL is like... No, it, it's king. I'm, I'm in shock. By the way, just to, tie, just to tie a knot on the Mayfield now into the Deshaun, which is the more harder one to, to kind of sink into. Yeah. For Cleveland to say they did their homework and talk to people, when you talk to like the defense team exclusively, basically, give me a fucking break. Like, you just say you want to win or don't say anything at all. Like, and I, I understand the Watson thing is complicated. It is complicated. Yes, like, super I, complicated. I, I, don't even, I don't even know, like, where to begin. But to, to have this ruling go down and then the business part turns in, like, a couple, like, I don't know, 60, 65 hours later and then, like, $230 million guaranteed – Yep. It just doesn't feel good. <laughs> like, no. and, and I understand due process and all that. It just felt too businessy for a situation that is like uber personal. Like I didn't like the chain of events at all on a variety of fronts. Um, yeah. And I'm it's, sure you, you did, you, you hit on it too. It's a, um, but yeah, the, the NFL is as a Jets fan today, I, well, speak, speaking of like players with baggage and everything else, you know, <laughs> Tyree kill down to the Jets in yep. Miami, and of course he goes to Miami, um, and the Jets are the Jets. But it's like every single day you have a meaningful player on the move, like the quarterback. I mean, it's yeah, it's the NFL just owns. Like we mentioned that in the last pod, when the NFL wants to be the giant, like it is. It it just it, March Madness, college football. It doesn't matter. Like this yeah. level of news in the NFL is just it's constant and it is overpowering. Yeah. I mean, it's insanity, but I, I think it should be an interesting season. I think even last season, like we got to see some, like we actually got like quality football in terms of like, we weren't like, oh, this is who's going to win. Like this is, there's a lot of new and a lot of things are going to be tried out and, um, it ended up with like Joe Burrow being in the Super Bowl, which is crazy to think about. But, um, I am excited for the draft, by the way, we're like a month from the draft. Like again, Jets fan, that's like my Super Bowl is the draft. Yeah, I was going to say, that's why you're excited for the draft. uh, It is. It's like the yearly thing. But this is the time of the year where it starts to like, as just a fan, I'm like, okay, you've got pro days going on. Can we also talk about Kenny Pickett's fucking hands for a second? Like Carolina's coach is going over there and like, Kenny, can I see your hands? And he's like, of course, coach. Holds his hands out. Wow, thanks, Kenny. What the fuck? What a stupid ass, what a creepy ass, weird, like, I, I can't, 
It's I, so I, creepy. It's I can't so help creepy. It. Like Kenny, like literally the video of him showing his hands, like, hmm, that's real nice, Kenny. Like, <laughs> like, like, I can't, I can't just sit here. And like, I like this. Well, I did it on Twitter too. Like, "Mm, Kenny, those are some nice hands. Thanks coach. Like, like that's how I think that conversation in my mind is going. Right. Like, oh man, I really, really appreciate you. Kenny, you get manicure. Oh, I do. I do. Thanks for asking coach. Like, fuck. Like what is wrong with this? Like I get that hand size might be important, but I feel like there's, there's got to be a line in what we do. You, you, you do. sound like a girl trying to justify. You're like, look, no. he has a really great personality, and that should be the focus. <laughs> no, it's like I think of my job interviews and your job interviews that we've had to do. And if I went to someone like, "Hey, buddy, why don't you lift up that water cooler, squat with it?" Now I want you to sing for me. I would be me. rich. Yeah, if somebody that's asked right. Me to do that's that. real. I'd yeah, be exactly. Super rich. Well, it's like yes. Um, like, this is, it's like, why weird. is this okay at the NFL? Like, well, why know. can we just have coaches call me over and, Kenny, let me see those hands. Like, I don't know why that's just so funny to me, but I, like, it's an SNL skit and I want to write it because I think I could I could nail that skit. I also, mean, I think quarterbacks, like, all of a sudden we want Kenny Pickett, we want Malik Willis. Like, that's good. Like, I like both of those guys. I hope they, speaking of the get money, maybe uh, if you pass the hand size check here, uh, somebody will draft him. That'll be great. And also, like, I'm down for you to write some SNL skits. Um, hey, hand size. That's what I got. Hand Skit size. Of that's, one. Your, that's your um, that's your, um, field. That's my genre. That's it. That's it. No, but I am getting excited for the draft and might be writing on the draft, maybe? Who knows? Oh, sort of? Who knows? Getting excited about that, too. Um, I know. All right. So I know. I like how you're wanna... repping the BR today. Shout out Bleacher I love, Report. I love this. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, all right. Now I need to hear your annoying fan base. I want to hear the yes. origin of this because I do not know the origin of why you want to get somebody Discuss pissing it. us today. And now, of course, in getting somebody pissed at us, it's going to be multiple fan base because I'm not letting you go at this alone. I'm going to say this people, these people annoy me. I've yes. got one in mind with love. But what is the origin of this? Okay, so first and foremost, I will say this is coming from someone who is part of a very annoying fan base. So Arizona basketball fan base, oh, don't super annoying. It. I'll ad- I'll admit it. Um, don't soften it. There is a bracket that has gone around um, for most annoying college football fan base. And oh, I can seen you? This. Okay, wait. Guess the final two. Get no, no. Okay. Don't look it up. Guess who you think the final two are. Okay. Um... Okay, I've got a couple of guesses. Ohio State? Yep. And Tennessee? Yes. Are you serious? Yes. (laughs) And guess what? Guess what? That is so spot on. It is. My my number one is Ohio State. Don't get me wrong. Ohio State would be my number one too. Ohio State fans are so annoying. I am so sorry if you're an Ohio State fan, and I I really do appreciate the fan base. I actually root for them over Michigan a lot, like all the things. That fan base is so obnoxious. I can't tell you how many times. Like I work obviously in the Bleacher Report app, and that fan base out of all of them is the most ridiculous, delusional fan base of all time. That okay. I'm so glad that you guessed it. You okay, so knew. I want to. I also want to throw. Do you have? Like, do you know any of the other, like, Elite Eights? Like, can I throw around some more shade here? Michigan's got to be on there. 
Let's look. Um, right. I know. I... Well, I'm sure Alabama's in there. I mean, they have to be. Alabama's going to be in there naturally for winning. Michigan will be in there. Texas A&M's probably in there. Nobody in the Pac-12 is annoying. They suck. Sorry. Um, I mean, UCLA fans, period. It doesn't matter what sport mm, it is, are kind of annoying. That's pretty good. Um, Miami okay. fans, for the okay. like the few dozens of them. Okay, so the final four was Tennessee, Alabama, Texas, and Ohio State. Michigan Texas is made an oversight the, by me. Yeah, Michigan made Michigan, Texas A and M, Notre Dame, and Oklahoma Ooh. all made. Great, the, great I ones. mean, this is like the most spot on. That's great bracket of all time. Like this is incredible because it's it's very true. Like it's so accurate. See, see um, Texas is like they're so beaten down. I didn't even think of them as like annoying anymore because I just feel like they're just all dead inside. <laughs> you feel bad for them um, now. Yeah, but no, like when you say it, Notre Dame. Yeah. Yeah. Totally up there. Fit. But Ohio, Ohio State and Tennessee are. I'm surprised those were Georgia my didn't two. In there. Georgia, yeah, they're. You know, they've been tortured for a while. They'll be on there. Like if we do this, like a couple years from now, they'll be on there. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think who else from the Big Ten would be annoying. No, I mean, everybody else like has years where they're just bad, and I don't think like. Yeah. Like everybody can be annoying in the Big Ten, but they know they're probably going to suck or like win six to seven games like a year from now. So it's hard to be annoying. Oh, that's a great list. All right, so yeah, I can't argue with Excellent. any of that. No, me neither. I thought it was oh my amazing. God. All I right, so let's that, do. It's very accurate. I it, that's a great reaction. We should clip that because I promised there was no chicanery. I did not look at this. I was about to Google it. And I stopped <laughs> myself. Um, all right, so let's get to our top. 25, no punts allowed, top 25, team number five. Now, I have to recite this. We had Alabama, each number one. Mm-hmm. We had Ohio State, number two. We had Georgia, number three. I had Texas A&M, number four. And I you had Clemson, Clemson, number four. Number five, you or me? Who wants to do the honors first? I'll do the honors first because sure. mine is Texas A&M, who we've already mm-hmm. talked about. So I, I do have respect for them because I know – I told you my four and five were, were hard for me and also the three and four were hard for me. Um, I think there's very little difference between those teams and I think Texas A&M is in a spot like we've talked yeah. about with recruiting class and Jimbo. I mean, it's as much as like the Florida State stuff didn't end well, he has been successful. So I do think he's in a position – they beat Alabama. I do think they're in a good position um, to be in that five spot to start the year off and definitely can be a playoff team which is probably the last time I'll admit that. So I, it's just a, like, is it going to, I mean, I talked about him, but is it going to be this year? Right. Or when is it coming? Cause it feels like it's going to happen. Problem is like mm-hmm. divisionally it, that division just sucks. Like it's just like brutal. Like you have to have a Georgia like season for a breakthrough and that is not normal. Um, like, and again, I, but I, I think Texas A&M is on the rise. Now I had checked. I thought that Clemson, was my team, but I had put together a top 25 and I'm sticking to it. Utah is my number five team. This might be a little aggressive. Shout out the I'm going go- to, I'm going to, I'm going to say that it may be a little aggressive. I know they lost the Rose bowl, but that game was awesome. That was the quarterback got hurt. Uh, Cameron rising is awesome. 
Tavian Thompson, the running back, he scored like 20, 21 touchdowns. Awesome. That that team's good. They 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 gained quite a bit. And also they opened with Florida, I think, week one. Hold on, I gotta double check. Yes, they do. Oh, by the way, I just went to ESPN and they have like the week one NCAA scoreboard up. Oh. I mean, there's no times or anything, but there's all these matchups here, and it just feels good. Look at that. We're it's just excited. all these. Oh, my God. So I think Utah is legit. Last year, it was like up and down, but at home, they've got about as good a home field advantage as anybody. And I think, you know, we're going to talk about USC a lot. Um, yeah, we are. Did you, see, did you see Colin Cowherd's tweet, by the way, about uh, USC about having the – about having the greatest practice in the history of college sports. Did you it's see this? Hilarious. He, tweet, he tweeted I mean, this look, it's that's a fan base that definitely can be in the conversation. USC fans I, can for sure. USC football well, fans, I should say. Here, here's the thing, and I don't mean to derail this. Utah, you're better than USC. We're going to talk about USC a lot more than Utah. Utah is the team to beat. And I think they could, I think they could do a playoff thing. But Colin Coward tweeted... That USC had the greatest practice, one of the greatest practices in the history of college football. Like, I, I can't tell you if he was, he was trolling. I, I think, think it was real. I've read it like 10 times. I, like, this- I think he he's leaned into being like a troll. And so I really feel like maybe that's a troll. I had some college football people reach out to me, like in the world, saying, yeah, this dude loves <laughs> USC and I'm kind of like sick USC. of it. Like people that were like, yeah, <laughs> fuck this. I'm done. Uh, which was funny when I yeah. retweeted it yesterday. But I don't know if he's facetious or not. I am excited to see. We're not going to be able to have a like. We're not going to be able to have like a reasoned conversation about USC for the next like two years. No, they're God either no. going to be dog shit or they're going to like. Oh my God, USC is back! Like if they yeah. win nine games, it's going to be you're they're one or the other. Not like hey, this is a great progression for a team that's on the rise. We're not going to be. And able to I do think that. all of us like are so tired like i i hate i also hate this take but i'm gonna jump on it i hate the take yes. of like oh when the blue bloods are good like it's great for college basketball or it's great for college football like no. when this team is in it it's good for whatever when usc is good it's good for the pac-12 is what i will say i'm not gonna say it's good for all of college football it's good for the pac-12 and so i'm hoping that this revitalizes a conference that has just been like beat to shit in football the last couple of years so uh, or last decade, I should say. So I really, really hope that it helps because, and then works out because I really want to have a, a rooting interest in. in I, I'm with you. I want USC right to be good. Part of me because it'd be fun. People are gonna yeah, get mad. They're gonna so get happy. Fun. It's it's great. Okay, before we go, yes, I'm gonna read yes, some lines to you. Things. I'm gonna read some lines, and you can tell me if you like or don't like Gonzaga. Minus nine and a half versus Arkansas. I don't like this game at all. I, I don't know. Um, I, It's hard to say because they played in like really both of their games were pretty close. So I would go no. I think they actually yeah. backdoor covered in the first one. Um, But Arkansas is feisty. Yeah. By the way, that region just, is wild. The West, yes, one, two, three, and four wild. all made it into the Sweet 16. That is it, wild. Michigan, Villanova. I kind of think Villanova minus five is going to kick the shit out of Michigan. Yes, absolutely. Take Villanova. All right. Texas I, although I would Tech. love the upset there. If that could happen and we ended up playing Michigan, that'd be awesome. Don't, don't ask me about the Arizona game. I'm not going to pick. All right, fair enough. Texas <laughs> Tech minus one versus Duke. This is a line 
that opened and I Texas think it stayed there. Tech. Texas Tech. I Texas like Texas Tech. Tech. I think the upset I, happens. Sorry, Coach K. I first of all, Michigan State. Well, it's not an upset though. Texas Tech's favored. Well, well depending on how according you do, to yeah, scene, I, yes. But yes, I understand. I, I don't. Yeah, but that's that because guy. all the Sorry. money's going to go on that because it's they. Texas Tech is good. You know Arizona who else is good? Minus, Houston. And I am I scared that we okay. have a problem. Arizona minus one and a half. I do. Minus one and a half versus Houston. We're not going to pick that game. Purdue yeah. minus 12 and a half against St. Peter's. I think it's a real problem oh, for, for St. Pete. I don't I know, though, because they can score and Purdue's defense. Purdue has great. a nine foot center. And I think so? it's going to come. We have two seven footers and we almost lost to TCU. It's March, Adam. It's, it's fair. March. It's March. Uh, it Kansas minus can. seven and a half versus Providence. I would kind of like Providence. Oh, Kansas. Okay. Um, UCLA against North Carolina. UCLA minus two and a half. That's a good line. That's a tough game. I kind of like UCLA. I like a lot of chalk. I realize I'm going to take UNC. Um, but I mostly think that's because I want that to happen. And I think My, I mean UNC's riding on a high. Like they yeah. And it's like it's not like a high from like Thursday to Saturday. It's a high from like a whole week. They got the rest and they can chill. Because that was also I think Murray State's problem is Murray State played a really tough game um, in their first round. So like that I think filtered into their that weekend being a little tough for them. Um, but yeah, no. I then, what's the line on the Arizona game? Uh, one and a half Arizona. Hmm. Hmm. It's close. It's tough. Houston's good. There, I'm not going to talk about so this good. game. I don't want to create any pod controversy. Not that yeah, I, I mean, honestly, be. I don't know. I don't point, know who I'd like in this game. I don't. I, at this point, I will obviously. I want them to go on and win the national championship. But at this point, as long as we don't lose in the first round, um, I think I'm okay. <laughs> the bar so low. I and, last pod, I was like, we're a Final Four team. Can't wait to win the national championship this week. I'm like, you know what? If we we made it to the second round, we made it to the Sweet Sixteen, it's all in that. It's been a good run. Just be yes. It's been fine. It's totally fine. That's me. Like definitely keeping it. Um, so I don't disappoint myself or whatever it is, like it, lessening the the blow. It's been – I can't believe I didn't tell you this at the beginning of the pod. I cracked my tooth this weekend, my very oh front no. tooth. I was helping my mom put a standing desk together in the morning before – it was Sunday morning. And I like moved it forward and like cracked my tooth mm. and that wasn't fun. <laughs> Still need to get it fixed. It's not that bad. But like talk about here. like a crab day of like – Having that happen and being stressed out by the Arizona game, um, getting literally punched in the face by uh, a, like an appliance or something. Yeah, yeah just like having a rough day. It, it's sometimes I like wish I could explain to people what it's like to be. I actually just thought of a really funny story that I should maybe share too. Oh, um, good. This is this is I. It's <laughs> I honestly can't even say it without cracking up because it's like probably one of the most embarrassing things that I've ever done. But it just, like, goes to show you where my brain – when we talked earlier about how, like, you get, like, fatigue at the end of a weekend when you're working. And yes. it's just a lot. Well, so I matched with this guy on a dating app. And in his bio or in his, like, little prompt thing, it said that he was a big cheese guy. And so I responded and asked him, like, what his favorite cheese was. Well, it wasn't until he responded that I realized that he did not say – it did not say cheese. It said chess as in, like, the game of chess. <laughs> and I asked this man what his favorite cheese was. And honestly, like... I, okay, this- so <laughs> if he, if you're him, did he ro- did he just say, like, provolone and roll with it? <laughs> he, no, he, like, or did he, he was like, chess, 
but my favorite's Gorgonzola or okay. whatever. And, like, so he was at least nice about it, but, like, the fact that, like, I was crying laughing. Like, I was laughing so hard because it was just, like, my brain was just, like, assuming that this was the case. And also, if anyone who's listening to this, I don't know if you've seen the movie She's the Man, but there's, yes. um, there's a part in it where she's, like, trying to teach him how to flirt, and he's, like what's your, do you like cheese? And she's like, why, yes, I do. My favorite's Gouda. And I was like, oh my God, if this guy says his favorite cheese is Gouda, like we're soulmates. We're meant to be together. This is is the match. This is the moment. And now I think we actually have to get married because that's the most ridiculous thing where someone's like, what's your favorite cheese? And he was like, actually, I'm a big chess guy, but. Chess is not bad. Chess is not like, bad, but also how funny that I thought that it was, oh, God, just so embarrassing. This is Jesus, why am I, wonderful. You know no, that, but that's, that's a good icebreaker. So, Cracked Tooth this weekend, um, complete cheese, dating app cheese mishap. And, and um, Arizona just stressing me out beyond all belief and people being concerned about my well-being. That was actually very nice. Yeah. I will say thank you to all the people on Twitter who I don't personally know who were very concerned about my well-being. I, when you weren't posting, I was like about to text you like, are you with us okay. still? And then you responded like, thanks everyone, I'm fine. Please respect like, my privacy alive. at this time. Yeah. yeah, like like that was the ascent like the essential post that you had. I also uh, am trying to be better about like not overreacting on Twitter. I don't have to react to everything on Twitter. And so even I reacted to that. And I don't yeah, react to anything. These yeah, days exactly. And so but I knew people were like genuinely worried. And I was like, I'm so sorry, I didn't mean to scare everybody, but it's been a day, clearly. Um, but yeah, the life of Paige is just very entertaining. Like, I wish that I could just like, this is why I share these things on like podcasts and stuff, because honestly, I, my life cracks me up sometimes. It's like kind of a comedy that, um, what what is your go-to cheese, by the way? Like, what is your I actually do love Gouda. Like Gouda is actually my favorite cheese. cheese. But actually, that's a lie. That's a lie. Brie cheese is by far my favorite. There is nothing that I, Adam, there is legitimately nothing I love more than brie cheese and like a jam or and and like a crack I, a little, little I, charcuterie oh, action yeah yeah little charcuterie see, this is my jam, east coast new jersey like, yeah see i'm a traditionalist like? mozzarella like i was in mozzarella like <laughs> mozza, mozzarella <laughs> like this. yes yeah 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 mozzarella. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Like I, we were in Kramer's Wisconsin. Kramer's Italian, isn't it? No, I'm just kidding. No, it's, it, well, yeah, it's Dutch, but <laughs> my mom's main name is Garofalo, right? Like that's like, oh, okay. Mobby East Coast. So we come. Mobby, and like, you're the, a Jets fan. I know. I can't believe yeah, I didn't so know I the side like, of you. All this New Jersey, New York, I can be, yeah, I am that asshole deep down. But yes, so I'm a simple cheese man. Um, but I love cheese in general. And I love oh, a good a charcuterie board, by the way. Really, really underrated, like, just general item, food item, is a good charcuterie. Yeah, just life thing. Yeah, it's I'm sure amazing. California I'm bound, too. I imagine charcuterie, like, yeah. Oh, yeah, you come from the land Charcutes is good- what we do. Uh, every, oh. all summer long, that's, like, what's happening. And there's tons of wineries where I am, and it obviously pairs good with a good vino, but I would like everyone who listens to our podcast and you've made it this far, please tweet us what your favorite cheese is. Cause I'm actually kind of curious what everyone's favorite cheese is. I am too. I would like a this good poll on that. I think you get across the, across the gamut of different cheeses. I'm with you. I think that. maybe I need to update my profile and just like, be like, res- if you like me respond with your favorite cheese. So I know respect like, the cheese. if I like you, like, please yes. give me the cheese, not chess guy, but I mean, shout out to that guy. I don't think he listens to our podcast, but that would be, if he does, then it is, a true match. 
Then it's uh, a match. Guy. Then he's like, hey, I matched with this Gouda girl that I already guy. listened to her podcast. I had no idea. <laughs> um, all right. Well, good luck with Arizona. Times two. I will I check in during halftime this time to not make everyone wait through the whole day to, game to just make sure I'm okay. And then um, next week we will see, we'll break down, of course, Final Four, which would be great. Yes. And we will see what, uh, who signs a multi-million dollar NIL deal then. <laughs> yes. And we will do our number six team. We are making our way halfway through the top 10. We got a ways to go. So hopefully everybody has a great week. Win some money, Paige. Oh, wait, Adam, what beer are you drinking? You oh, sorry. Hold on. Fuck. Wow, that was it's a, a transient artisan ale. Okay. And it was good, and it wasn't watered down. Great can. Simple can. Nice like designs. It. People try too hard on cans these days. More the same than ever. Double. Oh, it's double dry hopped. It's going to be a trouble. Double dry hopped. So, all right. With that, we'll see you.